Welcome to Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno. You'll want to grab your Bible and follow along, verse by verse, with Pastor John. We are in the book of Genesis, chapter 27, verse 1. Seek God's blessing first. Place God's approval before man's approval because the blessings of God are far more greater than the blessings of men. God's blessings are powerful, life-changing, and eternal. This is the story of Jacob. And Jacob so desperately wants his father's blessing, right? He was born out of the womb fighting, right? Wrestling with his brother. Jacob and Esau, the twins, he wanted to be first place. He wanted to come out first, and he's grabbing his brother's heel. And, of course, they named him heel catcher, Jacob, or uh, kind of conniver or deceiver. That was his reputation. He so desperately wanted Daddy's blessings. Is that you? Maybe you just want your parents to approve of you. You have someone in your life, you just want them to say, you're the best and you're my favorite. And we put that above God's blessing and God's approval. That's a big mistake. It's God's blessing that really makes the difference. And so Jacob, along with his mom, they're trying to help God out so that he will get the blessings of God. He will be first place. He will get the blessing of the firstborn. Dad's blessing plan fails. And we're going to see that father has his favorite, and he wants him to get the blessing of the firstborn. Let's read it. Genesis 27, verse 1. Now it came about when Isaac was old and his eyes were too dim to see. He's getting so old that he's going blind, yes? That he called his older son Esau and said to him, My son, and he said to him, Here I am, verse 2. Isaac said, Behold now, I am old and I do not know the day of my death. I'm afraid I'm going to pass away. I have to give you the spiritual blessing. I have to make you the patriarch. I have to put you in charge of the family and the clan and give you most of the inheritance. I have to give you a special blessing from God. And here is my plan. Verse 3. Now then, please take your gear, your quiver, kind of the container that holds the arrows, right? And your bow, your bow and arrow, and go out to the field and hunt game for me. So here's my plan, son. Bring me my favorite dish. You know, you're like a hunter just like me, a chip off the old block. Sometimes we have favorite kids because they're like us. They have the qualities that we have. Maybe, I don't know, you were an athlete and then you want your son to be an athlete. Maybe you were a singer and you want your daughter to be a singer. And sometimes we instill 
qualities, attributes, sometimes kids inherit our God-given talents, right? And so daddy's like, go out hunting like you always do and catch me something good to eat, verse 4, and prepare a savory dish for me, such as I love, my favorite food, and bring it to me that I may eat, so that my soul may bless you before I die. Let's have a wonderful dinner together. Make my favorite dish. Does your daddy have a favorite dish? A favorite place to go and eat. I was thinking of Famous Dave's Barbecue Restaurant. And many men love it because it's got the ribs and the coleslaw and the barbecue beans and the whole spread, right? They say, a way to a man's heart is through his stomach, right? Feed me and I'll bless you. Feed me and I'll give you what you need. And so we see daddy's boy, Esau. He wants his father's blessing. He wants to be the number one son. His father loves him kind of because he's a hunter. He's like the outdoorsman, the fisherman, the athlete, the superstar, right? And you give me the best game to eat, and that's why I love you so much. You're kind of like me. And so daddy has a plan. You're the firstborn. You came out maybe a couple minutes before the other son. So your firstborn twin, I'm going to give you my blessing and make you the head of the clan. This is my plan. Well, the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry. It ain't going to happen that way. Because God has a different plan. Is this you? Maybe you and your daddy. I just want to be daddy's favorite. I want to please my parents. I want my family to be proud of me. I have to get straight A's. I have to be the superstar athlete. I've got to do everything right. And I earn and I strive and I work so hard to get their approval. And I fall short. Is that you? I had one pastor tell me, John, my whole life, I wanted my father just to tell me, you're okay. And he would never give me his approval. I always fell up, you know, a day late and a dollar short. I always fell short of my father's approval. And that affected my relationship with God. And I used to pray and say, God, all I want you to say, my heavenly father, is just say, I'm okay. And he had this strange, one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, this lady came to him and she said, I have a word from the Lord for you. And he's like, what could it be? And she says, it doesn't make any sense to me, but God wants me to tell you, you're okay. And he cried because he knew his heavenly father approved of him even when his earthly father did not. Mom's blessing plan wins. Her deception, her conniving works in the end. Verse 5, Rebecca, this is mom, was listening while Isaac spoke to his son Esau. It's like mom's little radar antenna went up. 
and she hears and she knows everything that goes on in this home. Do you have a mom like that? Maybe you thought you were going to fool her, and you got your little plan, and there's mom ready to foil it, right? <laughs> so, when Esau went to the field to hunt for game to bring home, Rebekah said to her son Jacob, Behold, I heard your father speak to your brother Esau, saying, verse 7, Bring some game and prepare a savory dish for me that I may eat and bless you in the presence of the Lord before my death. Daddy has a plan, but I have a plan too. He wants to bless his favorite, but I want the blessing to go to my favorite son, Mama's boy, right? Who's going to win? You ever get in a disagreement between uh, spouses? Maybe you fight over the kids. This is my favorite. No, that's my favorite. And you're divided. This is the story of Jacob and Esau, the twins. Parental favoritism and a meddling mother. Do you have a meddling mother? Maybe a meddling mother-in-law? <laughs> and they're in your business and they're going to make their plans happen. It's kind of like mom is like, I need to help God bless my son. I think she remembers the prophecy that God gave her, that the older will serve the younger, that in the end, Jacob will be number one. Sometimes God gives us a promise and a blessing, but we don't trust, we don't wait on the Lord, we don't let him do it. We try to make it happen. Have you ever tried to help God and you made a big mess out of it? <laughs> well, this is mom. She's going to help God. She's got her plan. And it's kind of mom against dad. I would call it a uh, Brains against bronze. <laughs> because I think mom is smarter and dad is stronger, and who will win in the end? Well, let us see. Verse 8. Now, therefore, my son, listen to me as I command you. Go now to the flock and bring me two choice young goats from there, that I may prepare them as a savory dish for your father, such as he loves. Well, I can cook better than my son. I know how to make that dish. I know that's dad's favorite. I'm going to make it just the way he likes it. And it will be part of my plan. We will fool him together. I think Jacob is put in a He's stuck in the middle, you know. It's like, what do I do? I know it's wrong to disobey my mom, and I know it's wrong to deceive and lie to my father, and what do I do? You ever been in that middle between a father and a mother, or a step and a blood parent, and you're stuck in the middle? Maybe your parents are divorced, and you're the human tug-of-war rope, and you're stuck in the middle. I know it's so hard to be in that spot. I've been there. And here he must choose. Do I deceive my father, or do I disobey my mother? Verse 10. 
then you shall bring it to your father, that he may eat, so that he may bless you before his death. Jacob answered his mother, Rebekah, Behold, Esau, my brother, is a hairy man, and I am a smooth man. Perhaps my father will feel me, and then I will be as a deceiver in his sight, and I will bring upon myself a curse and not a blessing. Oh, no, Mom, the plan's not going to work. I know Dad's gone blind, but he's good with feeling. He's going to pull me over, and he's going to feel me, and he's going to see my arms are smooth, and he knows my brother is hairy, right? Called him hairy. Esau, because he's a hairy kid, different. Even though we're twins, we look so different. And then dad's going to realize that I tried to trick him and deceive him, and instead of getting that blessing that I so desperately want, he's going to curse me, and he's going to be so mad at me, it's going to ruin my relationship with my father. Stuck in the middle, yes. Verse 13. But his mother said to him, your curse be on me, my son. Only obey my voice and go get them for me. She's pulling him in the plan. You got to participate. You got to cooperate. You got to help me in deceiving your father, and you will get the blessing. 14. So he went and got them and brought them to his mother. And his mother made savory food, such as his father loved. 15. Then Rebekah took the best garments of Esau, her elder son, which were with her in the house, and put them on Jacob, her younger son. Look at I got his fancy clothes. He loves to wear, he wears this all the time. It kind of stinks because he's a farmer boy, right? He's out hunting and fishing and taking care of the farm. He loves the outdoors, right? You have the outdoorsman, but the other brother is opposite. He likes being inside. He's domesticated, educated. He likes cooking. He likes the finer things of life. You have two opposite brothers, and they smell as such. <laughs> Put on your brother's clothes. That will fool your father, and especially the smell. Verse 16, and she put the skins of the young goats on his hands and on the smooth part of his neck. So she skins the goat and she uses the goat's skin and wraps it around his arms and around his neck so that he will be hairy like his brother. And you think, well, that's so obvious. No, because dad's blind. He can't see, but he can feel and he can smell. We must deceive his senses. 17. She also gave the savory food and the bread which she had made to her son Jacob. The plan is unfolding. Oh, what a tangled web we weave when first we practice to deceive. I think mom is a deceiver too. It's not just Jacob. Maybe mom's even better at it. She seems to have the whole plan all figured out. Second born, 
steals first place. He will steal the blessing of the firstborn, something he wanted when he was a baby, right? Hanging on to that heel. He's already tricked his brother Esau when he was so hungry, he made him a dish of food. It's weird how these father and son, like father, like son, dad's into food and the son's into food, right? And he makes this wonderful dish and his brother's starving, I'm so hungry. And he's like, sell me your birthright and I'll give you the food. It's funny how they're both tricked over food. Some men are really into their food, aren't they? (laughs) Verse 18. Then he came to his father and said, My father, and he said, Here I am. Who are you, my son? 19. Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done as you told me. Get up, please, sit and eat of the game that you may bless me. I've brought your favorite dish. (laughs) And I want the blessing. I think he's kind of shaking, maybe a little nervousness in his voice. Verse 20, Isaac said to his son, How is it that you have it so quickly, my son? And he said, Because the Lord your God caused it to happen to me. Well, God bless me, and I just came across this you know, this animal, and I shot it, first shot right through the heart, and, and God's hand is on my side, and God has blessed me. It's funny how sometimes people will use God and blame God and say, God made me do it, when they did it, because they won't take responsibility for their own actions. And this is very deceitful, and he's bringing God in to the trap of deceit. He's covering it with God. Oh, God's blessing and God, you know, he made it happen. He made me do it. And what we have unfolding is an identity theft. Have you heard of that? People try to get your information. They want your social security number. Don't give it out over the phone, right? I have those robocalls, you know. And, you know, the IRS is after you and social security and they're shutting you down and they're going to like, you know, you're going to be scrutinized and you're going to, they're going to drain your bank accounts. You better call us and give us your vital information. And it's all a trick, right? And so people want your identity, They want to disguise themselves to be you with fake IDs, right? And so this is what's going on. Using his brother's clothing, his brother's smell, his brother's dish of food. And he's trying to change his voice to sound like his brother. Identity theft. 21. Then... Isaac said to Jacob, Please come close, that I may feel you, my son, whether you are really my son Esau or not. 
You see, dad is suspicious. Maybe he knows his wife and he knows his kids. Have you ever had your kids try to trick you? I don't know, maybe they stuffed some pillows in their bed and they snuck out at night through the window and you think they're home asleep. <laughs> or they told you, yeah, I'm gonna go play, you know, I'm gonna do homework with my friends and they're out playing somewhere, right? The tricks. And you're on to their schemes, right? And dad's thinking, is this a trick? I need to feel that you're hairy, your hairy arms, right? I need to really make sure you are truly my son, because I cannot give the blessing to the wrong one. 22. So Jacob came close to Isaac, his father, and he felt him and said, The voice is the voice of Jacob, but the hands are the hands of Esau. You sound like Jacob, but you feel like Esau. I guess maybe you are Esau. I'm just getting... Old and senile, I'm getting confused. 23. He did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him. Mother has fooled father. Tricking your spouse. Have you ever tricked your spouse? You faked them out? You got away with it? I don't think that's a good thing. You know, I think part of marriage is honesty and truthfulness and trust. And if you destroy the trust, you're sabotaging the very foundation. Verse 24. And he said, Are you really my son Esau? And he said, uh, I am. The deceit, right? You have to keep up the farce, the charade, you know. What were you guys doing? Oh, we weren't doing anything. Are you telling me the truth? Oh, yeah, Mom, we'd never lie to you. Yeah, Dad, yes, honey, I would never lie to you. You're my favorite. <laughs> Whatever. Keeping up the lie, spinning it, making it grow. And they're overcoming dad's suspicion, right? I would never lie to you, daddy. 25. <laughs> so he said, bring it to me, and I will eat of my son's game, that I may bless you. And he brought it to him, and he ate. He also brought him wine, and he drank. Yeah, Dad, and I've brought you some wine to help you, <laughs> to help cover it up. I think, have, have an extra glass of wine, Daddy, before you do the blessing so this happens, you know. The trickery of men, right? In some bar, oh, come on, baby, have another glass of wine to fool you, to deceive you, to use you and abuse you. Have you been there? Verse 26, then his father Isaac said to him, please come close and kiss me, my son, 27. And he came close and kissed him, betrayed with a kiss. That reminds me of Judas Iscariot. I'll identify Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane with a kiss. 
and Judas Iscariot kissed Jesus to death for money. Deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. And Jesus was sold out for money. But this is selling someone out for a blessing. Sometimes we think, well, I'm doing God's work and I can justify and the ends justifies the means and I, I know I'm doing wrong, but in the end I, I'm, I mean it to be a good thing. I just want God's blessing. And so we connive and we hurt and we lie and we don't do it God's way. And when he smelled the smell of his garments, he blessed him and said. So when he kisses him. Thanks for supporting Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno at 246 Courtney Lane, Reno, Nevada, 89523. Our phone number is 775-746-4567 and our webpage is calvaryreno.com. You're always welcome to join our services.